Uh, welcome back to the official Legion United podcast with me, Matthew Lewis, and he... Jermaine Beckford. Hey, why so serious, bud? Why so serious? It's just, uh, well, yeah, why so serious? It was a very, a very professional voice there. Give me a little bit of... You're an, you're an actor. Show me some acting. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> um, I, I can't act right now, unfortunately. I'm under too much bloody pressure. Even now, like, we're, we're, we're two days after the game. We're two days before Thursday. And even now, I'm just absolutely just a nervous wreck. <laughs> how, do, how, how do you feel? You're smiling, you're happy, you feel confident? I'm a glass half full kind of guy. So yeah, I am. I'm very confident. Right. Well, to preview Brentford and and to discuss Brighton, uh, we're going to be joined by another optimist, just like yourself, who's going to make us all feel a hundred times better. <laughs> Tony Dorigo is going to be coming on uh, shortly to talk us through both games and make us all feel warm and cosy yeah. about how everything is fine. <laughs> Before uh, we, we get on to Tony, I just wanted to talk about uh, Blackpool's Jake Daniels. I don't know if you saw this news, yes. uh, Bex. Yep, yep. Jake has become the first male footballer currently playing in the top tiers of the UK to publicly come out as gay since Justin Fashnu in 1990. Unbelievable. Which, 32 years since. Um, and I just think that that is absolutely extraordinary. Um, not least because he's just 17 years old, which I just think that is incredibly brave. It's real, uh, it's, it's trailblazing stuff. Um, you know, it shouldn't be a thing that we're having to... It's crazy, isn't it? You know, even even have this conversation uh, right now. Um, you'd think it'd be normalised and yet here we are in 2022 and it's not yet. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to recognise that on the show. And, um, you know, we don't make a habit of uh, applauding the players from other teams. But I just want to say, Jake, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. And everyone at the Legion United podcast um, is, is uh, in full support of you and... Um, Wish you the best of luck, mate. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Top, top draw, top draw. Excellent. Okay, without further ado, let's welcome back to the podcast, the one and only Mr. Tony Dorigo. How you doing, Tony? What's happening, Tony? Uh, doing good, doing good, thank you. <laughs> uh, so what did you make of uh, the Brighton game? Let's start there. Uh, I'll tell you what. You know what, I, I'm sure when the Brighton game kicked off, I had a lot of hair. Uh, and now I've got absolutely <laughs> none. It's just, they put us through the ringer. You know, they, they really do. Again, yeah. Yeah, again. Uh, I think the, the first half, uh, you know, we really struggled. First five, ten minutes, I thought we, we come out of the blocks really well. And, you know, us being leads, the, the effort from Gohard hitting Cooper in the face. And when I kept seeing yeah. that replay, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be yeah. kidding me. And then after yeah. that, things just went bad to worse. There was no fluidity, was there, to our play. Mm. Uh, and it was quite frustrating. And Rodrigo, you know, seemed to have the wrong boots on, the wrong feet in that first <laughs> half. And, and I felt yeah. for him because he had four or five times giving the ball away. Uh, but what you've got to do is give them a load of credit because they somehow drag themselves back into the game uh, against a good Brighton side. But uh, yeah, that goal could be absolutely uh, huge, but it was, uh, it was tough, tough watch. So how are you looking at it? Are you looking at it as a, as a point gained or a huge missed opportunity to create a little bit of distance between ourselves and Burnley? If I'm honest, um, mm. Brighton at home, I'm saying three points, you know, we, we, we had to get three points. Uh, however, as the game went on, I'm looking like, you know, they could have scored a second. We could have got nothing. Um, and so I still feel uh, actually quite positive. I, I looked at Newcastle the other night. Wow, they look a great side. I'm now going to be they a do. Newcastle supporter. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, well, they played Burnley the last game. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I can see how Burnley might not get anything. So, therefore, that point might be absolutely gigantic. But, 
You just don't know. I know. I love your positivity. Thank you so much. I'm trying. I'm trying. You're already making me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we want to talk about positives really, because, you know, the first half, as you said, was, was, was a real tough, tough watch, but there were a lot of positives in that second half. And we had, we had a lot of good, good chances to score. Um, But one specific positive I want to talk about, Joffe, that assist was just utterly disgusting and shouldn't have been allowed on TV when there were kids watching. It would be outrageous at any time, but the context of our season where this game is 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 so important to put anything, any pressure on those two, you're in the box, the 91st second minute, and he does that. Like, what, what a talent that kid is. Absolutely. And I think any time he's come on the pitch, you see things happen. Yeah, that's the most important. Something happens, good, bad, or indifferent. Something happens, and mm. that's exactly what we need at the moment. Is something you know to happen. Um, I think in the first half, there's no doubt that sometimes he was trying a bit too much. You know, the few flicks and what have you, and he gave the ball away. But in mm-hmm. in a way, that's what's good about him in that he tries these things, and at least he tries them kind of in the right areas. You can see he always wants to drop off five, ten yards outside the box, get it, and then he'll take people on, or you know, then he's going to push defenders back. And so when he got that ball, actually, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. When Urenti got that ball, I'm shouting, don't shoot for goddess sake. So was I. I was screaming, please, no. No, no. <laughs> Out to the right. Uh, and he did. It was and a it was great brilliant. ball out wide yeah, as nice well ball. because the defender That's almost right. read it, didn't he? He, he did. But, and, and so that was perfect. But then even so, he thought, wow, there's so many yellow shirts around. You know, how's he going to find mm. a way through? But the way that he, he skipped past the first time, but then second time, then put him on Lewis Dunk on his backside. <laughs> and then he got the audacity to chip it over his leg. I said, are you kidding me? And then you think, oh, he's going to slash and try and shoot. No, composure. he just pokes it to the back seat. You know, mm. yeah, composure, which uh, i got to say, Jermaine, you know, at these sort of stages of the season, that's what you need. And a lot of teams lack that because the pressure yeah. is so great. Mm. And there's no doubt we lack composure in that first half. Uh, but for someone so young to do that at that point in the game, was was remarkable, yeah. Do you think, I mean, that fearlessness, is that what we need going into this last game? Because everyone's talking about Brentford's form, particularly their home form mm. uh, since January. And, and and do we need to be not be overawed by the occasion? I mean, I know that Ellen Road can be quite an intimidating place to play for home and away teams. Mm. Um, but we're going away to Brentford. It's a slightly smaller stadium, maybe not as much as a, a cauldron as Ellen Road. Is it that fearlessness that we need to take into that game? To have a belief, I guess. You're absolutely right. Um, and you're right. It's easy to say that. Uh, but what you need to do is play the game, not the occasion. And, and that's what I always, uh, when we got to those big games, when we got those crunch games uh, that were so important, you know, you you got to wind it back and realize, actually, it's still 11 v 11. You know, am I clear in what I need to do? Uh, make sure you win the first tackle, first pass, first header, you know, get on top of your opponent. Then can I help out my teammate? You know, all those things are exactly the same for each game. So you, you need to default back to that. But the problem is it's the build-up to that. Like, here we are talking. You know, don't listen to this, <laughs> yeah, lads. Don't yeah. listen to this. And it's <laughs> yeah. going to be in every paper, you know, TV. It's going to go on and on and on. So I'm, I'm sure it will all to do with focus and try and stop that noise, you know, coming in. Uh, and it is, at the end of the day, a, a football match that you've got to go out and win. But I think what Joffy brings is that freshness, is that, uh, not naivety, that's the wrong thing to say, but it just uh, a way of playing that, that I think could be a, a real bonus at this stage of the season. Who do you reckon would be feeling the most pressure currently out of ourselves, out of Burnley, out of Everton? 
in the uh, in the drop because obviously they've both uh, uh, of Everton and Burnley respectively have got a game in hand over us, but they're very yeah. difficult games, you know, against Crystal Palace, against Aston Villa. So with that in mind, do you think they would be feeling more pressure knowing that they've got to pick up points in those games or do you think they'll be not, not so much taking their foot off the pedal, but, you know, relaxing, knowing that they've got that second game to fall back on almost? They're going to be wetting themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, pressure. It is pressure. And you, and you know, you can't take anything for granted. Uh, you know, and us getting that point, I think, right at the end. Can you imagine the, the Burnley faces? I mean, you know, all the players yeah. and their staff and, you know, it would have been a right yeah. blow. Uh, yeah. So, um, no, I think they're going to be under pressure now. What we've done, we've got a point. We've got ahead of them. It's back to them now and see how they handle the pressure. And you're right, you know, two really, really tough games. Um uh, but we have to take care of business ourselves. So, you know, we have to go into that last game, whatever the result is in midweek, uh, you know, going to win the game. But not gung-ho, you know, with, with mm-hmm. a plan. Uh, clearly, we're going to have to play uh, better than we yeah. have recently. Got to keep a cool head. Something similar to the second half. Yeah. To the second half. That's right. Not mm. the first half. You know, first five, ten minutes, great. That goal goes in. Okay, maybe it's a different game. But the amount of space we gave Brighton and how they played oh, through yeah. us was so comfortable. Basuma was superb. You know, there's, there's lots of things that I'm thinking, wow. Uh, this Brighton team, uh, you know, showed us a bit in that first 45. You know, as someone who has been involved in both both ends of the table, you know, in, in, in chasing for a title and also a relegation scrap, and also you're someone who's watched this particular Leeds team, actually, I want to think of your, because you've, you know, you've been watching every single game these last three, four years. How much does momentum like that carry through? I mean, to get that goal, knowing that your uh, rivals have rivals. lost, they've both mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. How much does that momentum carry through into this game? Can, are they capable now of literally just starting where they finished off at Brighton? Uh, they are, uh, absolutely. It feels, uh, I, uh, I read a lot of the tweets and all the news saying, you know, wow, it's like we celebrated winning the European Cup, yet we got a point against Brighton at home. Okay. But it means that much, you know, and then to achieve that, uh, I think is, you know, for the players, it'll be, you know, tremendous. There were times in that game, you've got to say, where they looked dead in their feet, dead on their feet, you know, mentally and physically, you're thinking, wow, yeah. these boys, you know, they're trying, you could tell, they gave absolutely everything. You could tell at times, it just become, you know, so hard and so difficult, yet they summoned up energy again to go again and go again. But I think what that will give them now is, wow, a second wind and thinking, right, you know, here we go. We, we've got that point. It could be huge. Let's go and do the job properly. You know, on Sunday. You mentioned that as well. You've you've got to you've got to give credit to to Jesse Marsh and his for his changes when he made them as well. Mm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And because the way things are going, um, you know, you've got to affect the game, haven't you, with something? Mm. So Strauch, what was he doing up there at the back post? I don't really care. <laughs> just just get up there, be positive, and get your head on it. I mean, don't forget, you know, Pascal as well almost got knocked out. Just yeah. five, six yes. minutes before that, you know, being brave again, he's in between two players. Uh, yeah, then the Greenwood came on and, and, you know, whoever it was coming on, whoever it was going off, uh, it was a case of, you know, come on, let's somehow get this done. And uh, God, it was it was tough. Uh, I just saw the reaction at the end. You saw every single of our players, they just dropped to the floor. Exhaustion. And you don't normally see that, yeah. you know, the abs- <laughs> and they just went down and they were gone. So, you know, they always give everything, but there you really saw how much they gave. How much does the timing of that goal change um, the, the mood in the camp? I guess, you know, if we'd equalised in the 65th minute, 
and we finished mm. the game, won all the results exactly mm. the same. But is is the feeling generated the same? Is the elation and the confidence the same? I mean, you can look at it both ways because you can say, oh, well, we scraped a one-all in the very last minute. But that's not the impression I got from those celebrations. Does the timing of that goal itself make it even more important mentally, psychologically? Yeah, it shouldn't, but it does. You know, absolutely. Right. And if you thought of positive like that, you cling on to it. You know, it's like if a team plays first and you play second, you know, and if they kind of lose the game, why are you suddenly, well, I'm absolutely flying now. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. let's go. There should be no reason, no reason <laughs> at all. But it does, you know, it does make a difference. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, although I tell you what would have made a difference if Welbeck scored right near the end as well. That would have like, oh, right, yeah, killed, it, killed yeah. it stone dead. Lamptey as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, to be fair, Sanchez made two great saves, didn't he? He did. Exactly. Exactly right. So two made amazing saves and we should have gone one up. You know what? We should have won 4-3 that game. Thank I just you. worked it out. Disappointed with that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that Brentford game could be could be very similar open game. You know, as we're trying to push forward and, and get a winner, I, I think it could really end up being something like a 4-3 or something insane. Well, when, when you say push forward, trying to get a winner, you know what? This is not a game to go gung-ho. That That's not what it's about is to do the right things. You know, it's to be tight, it's to be sensible, it's to break at the right time. You're always looking for a goal, absolutely, but you've got to go there to win the game. But that doesn't mean you're, you're flying forward from minute one thinking that's the way to do it. You know, it's, it's a, a solid professional performance is required. And when you get your chances, you know, we, we got to take them. On that note, uh, I'm going to be really, really cruel now. And I'm going to ask for predictions for oh, both Thursday <laughs> and Sunday. Oh, wow. Um, from, the, from the pair of you. Okay. Oh, what? Hold on a minute. Hold on. Come on, Jermaine, you're first. To our guests only, <laughs> no? Surely. <laughs> I said it. No, no. I want, I, want to, I want to hear you both. Right. I think um, Burnley against Villa. Villa have, have got a lot to play for. It's going to be a very difficult game for, for Burnley. Um, they'll leave spaces in behind. They leave uh, spaces in the middle of the field as well, where Villa could get players like... Coutinho on the ball, get Danny Ings on the half term, Ollie Watkins on the half turn as well. So I'm confident that, you know, Villa will be able to, to exploit that. So I'm going to say 2-0 Aston Villa. Right. Okay. <laughs> nil. Did you say 2-0? We don't do it like that, do we? But I'm with you. I want 4-0 yeah. Villa. <laughs> but I'll take, I'll take two. I mean, I'll, I'll take 17 nil if we can bring <laughs> the goal difference down. Close it down yeah. a bit. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. No, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Jermaine. I really do think uh, Villa uh, will win. So, talking to Gary Mack, uh, he said Stevie G will not take anything less than 100% commitment. You know, a lot of the players uh, know that, you know, there's still big games left to, to prove themselves going forward, to be part of what is, you know, an exciting rebuild there at Aston Villa. And they've already beaten them away. So they know all about them. Uh, nothing's going to kind of be new. Um, and the pressure, I don't think it's on Aston Villa at all. It will be on Burnley. And I can just see Absolutely. Villa uh, winning that one. Slightly trickier one um, with uh, Everton Palace. Go on, Tony, after you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everton Palace. Everton, I tell you what, from sitting kind of somehow nice and pretty, now they're, they're kind of right back in it, which is amazing. Yet we've been through that, have we not? A few weeks ago, oh, yes. we were sitting pretty oh, seven, yes. eight points clear. And I'm thinking, oh, that win just, that's it. You know, we're kind of sorted another point and we'll be fine. Doesn't always work that way. So suddenly the pressure is going to be on them. However, uh, they do stumble, but I'm not sure they're going to stumble again. Uh, so I think they might get something from that game. I think they might win that one. I think it's going to be a draw. I don't think they'll win it. Um, you know, they've got 
a couple of players that are out now suspended as well as a really, really extensive um, injuries list, you know, and, you know, Braithwaite, who's the centre half who came in to to fill a void from, I think it was Yerry Mina who ended up getting injured or, or, or something. Yes, that's right. Yeah. He's been sent off as well. So now he misses the, the remainder of the season. And he was, I, I don't want to say he was the answer for Everton, but he was definitely somebody that fills the void, fills the gap really well mm. because it's his natural position. And with him being out, they're going to have to re, um, remodel the, the defensive aspects of everything. Obviously, Sonoman Rondon, who's, he's not really been a, a guy mm. that plays every single week anyway. He's a bit part player. But in terms of morale, seeing two players getting sent off in the same yeah. game, um, going ahead twice and then getting pegged back twice to go on to lose the game, is um, that's a tough tough um, hurdle to overcome. But when you've got the attacking threat of Richarlison, you've got mm. um, Damari Gray when he comes off the bench, Gordon, who's who's really, really good. He's actually, really incidentally, good. one of the youngest players in the squad and he's carried the team. Yeah, he last few weeks. Yeah. You don't expect that from one of the young guys. So when you've got players like like that going forward in the attacking sense, they've always got a chance, you know? So I think, I think they'll get one or two opportunities to score. I think they'll take one, but I also think that they're not going to go out with a whimper. And Vieira's done pretty good job down there as well. So uh, I think um, Palace will go, go ahead and then Everton will equalise. And I think that will be at one apiece. Jermaine, you've convinced me. That's it. I'm going with you now. That's it. See, Tone, stick with me, mate. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like the sound of both of those. Uh, yeah. So we can, we can forget about them too. Uh, let's just talk about Leeds United on Sunday, away at Brentford. Oh, man. Which, which is one that I just cannot, cannot call. Uh, because I think it just depends which Leeds United turns up. Yes. You are exactly right. We are more than capable of beating them. We really are. If yeah. if we play, you know, the way we know we can. You're exactly right. And every game I, I look at and preview, I think the same in that, you know, which Leeds United are going to turn up because it's not as if we can't do it. Uh, it's not as if we haven't done it before. Uh, not as if we haven't beaten London teams, West Ham, you know, what a performance that was, oh, you know, there's, there's lots of great performances that, that we have had, but we haven't done it often enough. Um, but can we do it? We can. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we can. I've heard so many people say, you know, Pontus in the last minute, bang, and all this sort of stuff. But, well, own goal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. All right, okay. Um, yeah, fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> that one. Yeah. Gives a penalty away or something. That yeah. would be nice, yeah. <laughs> Always liked him. Good lads. <laughs> but I think we can, you know, and it's going to mean so much. And if we handle you know, handle the situation mentally well. I think we've got a great chance of, uh, you know, getting something out of the game, if not, you know, all three points. But I, I don't think we have done in the previous games. Brighton, I thought we'd come back strong. And so, yeah, I think we've got a, a, a chance. Is it a great chance? It's going to be difficult, but I think we can win the game. I think we need to try and get a hold of Christian Eriksen because mm. he's he's the maestro yeah. in, the, in the middle of the field. He's been unbelievable since he's come back. And we've briefly touched on it before, haven't we, uh, Matty? The influence, the impact he's made since the the almost tragic event that happened to him during the, um, the uh, tournament. So if we can get a hold of him, try and either stop him from uh, distributing the ball really well or stop the supply line into himself... I think that's that's a big big step in in uh, in us coming away with with a victory. You know, apart from that, I think we, as long as we do all the simple things well, we we do the high octane, high energy pressing, um, pass the ball quickly. We need to move the ball quickly. I don't think we've done that enough this last couple of games. 
Uh, we've held on to it one too many times and uh, Tony touched on it before. Mm. Maybe it's because the the options of players coming towards mm. him are not quite there or the positional sense of the opposition uh, of the players aren't, aren't quite there. So I think we need to just slightly tweak a few bits and we'll come away with a, with a victory. What do you reckon scores, score-wise, Tone? Because I was just about to drop mine in, but I, I fancy hearing yours first. And Matty, you're not getting off lightly either, mate. I want to hear oh, yours mate. as well. Oh, <laughs> I'm either going to go, it'll either be 2-1 or 3-2, because um, that's the way we do it. You know, it, there's going to be yeah. drama. It, it, that's, yeah. Just, yeah. that's just the way it is. So, uh, But I don't really care as long as you've got one goal more than them. It could be 10-9. You know, it, it could be 6-5 yeah. in the first set or whatever. I don't yeah. care. I just somehow, some way, you know, we have got to be a goal ahead. But I, I think uh, the boys will be given absolutely everything. The support we're going to have is going to be, you know, immense down there. Unreal. It's sold out already, isn't it? Yeah. But we know it's not going to be a no pushover. And Brentford, uh, you know, they'll be up for this game as well, no doubt. So uh, it's going to be tough. May? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I played this game on FIFA yesterday just to settle my nerves a little bit. And Rodrigo <laughs> and Gelhart got us a 2-0 win. Oh, um, un- unfortunately, I don't quite see that and I think Tony's right in that I think there's 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 goals in this game and I think actually I think 3-2 is actually a, a great shout I just I don't know if my nerves can handle that so I'm going to say 2-1 <laughs> I'm going to say 2-1 Leeds well the, actually the last time I commentated on a game with Christian Eriksen in uh, was the Euros uh, was that game and oh, uh, wow. yeah and so I had to me and my co-com had to speak for I think it ended up being 21 minutes. Yeah. We stayed on air. I was listening. From the incident. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just horrific. Just absolutely uh, horrific. Um, and obviously, you think the worst. It looked like the worst. Uh, so it would be great to see him back in the flesh and great to be talking uh, about him, you know, with his football, because what a great talent he is. Having the worst game of his season. Yeah. Having the worst, <laughs> I just about to add that, <laughs> having the worst passing game he's ever had in his career. But he's yeah. a quality player and it's great to see him. He is. He's been he through is. a lot. He deserves a holiday. He should probably <laughs> have just to get off. off early. Yeah, yeah. just, just uh, you've earned it, Christian. You have. <laughs> he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah, and, and good to see him back yeah. and, and fit and healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going, obviously, with a, a mighty strong Leeds United victory, and I'm saying 17 0. <laughs> Closing the gap, the, the, the goal difference. Excellent. Jermaine, you got to stick stick to orange juice, okay? Stick to orange juice. <laughs> well, mine is orange, but it's it's laced with something. But something else in there, okay? Okay. <laughs> no, do you know what? I do think we can, with everything on the line, with the support that we're going to have there as well. It's almost going to feel like a home game, and I feel like we're going to. All the fans are going to be right behind the players, and we are going to be the players' twelfth man. With that being said, I, I do genuinely believe it's going to be a it'll be a close game, but I see a, a two one three two similar to yourself, Tony. Um, but I'm going to say three two because I, I like I like high scoring games. What's really important in this game, uh, I think, don't you think the start in that we need to yes. keep ourselves in the game like no mistakes, nothing yes. crazy. It's got to be electric. It's got to be electric, good start, but not crazy running around. Quick out the blocks. Yeah, quick out the blocks, but with a I can call it controlled aggression. Yes, that's what I call it. You know, aggressive, strong but control. Everything is in control. Yeah. No mistakes. And and you just sense that that's what we need. And once we get that, once we, you know, we don't go one nil down in five minutes, yeah. we don't get anyone sent off, you know, then we can build yeah. from there with a, with what we've got. And uh, then I think we're away. I want to keep the back four flat. Calvin in the middle, in front of them. Those five stay put. 
The other five, express yourselves. As you mentioned, a controlled, uh, controlled aggression and slowly squeeze the game up bit by bit by bit and just dictate and dominate play. Win it back as quickly as we can, as high up the field as we can. Find those players in spaces, get them running in off the wings, off the flanks and exploit them. Because there are spaces. There are spaces. It's a confidence thing, isn't it? I mean, when you're in that kind of pressure cooker environment, the longer we can go saying solid will, will allow us to grow into the game. And the longer we stay on the ball, we grow in confidence going forward. I mean, that, I think Tony's nailed that. That's absolutely going to be key on Sunday. Yeah, it, it is. And that's why, you know, just getting uh, three or four or five passes in as well, you know, that adds that mm. little bit of confidence, gets further up the pitch, you know, it's all those sort of things. But I just felt against some of the big teams recently, we've shot ourselves in the foot like right from from minute right five from or minute 10 or, you know, whatever it is. So uh, none of that, nice and steady. And, you know, and if it has to go long and it looks a bit ugly in the first five, 10 minutes, you know what? I love that. Exactly. Get it, it long. Give yourself a chance. Yeah. Yep. I won't be uh, truly evil and ask you if a draw will be enough. Um, I, I think we should just leave it, leave it there. Yes, leave it there. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> indeed Tony thank you so much Legend. for coming on and sharing your expertise yet again uh, at this crucial stage of the season wish you all the best this weekend I hope you can welcome uh, guys well I, I hope we are all celebrating come Sunday night I really do so uh, cross everything indeed. thank you mate really appreciate it cheers cheers guys cheers Tony see you later buddy well okay so thank you to Tony I do feel a little bit better now um, Welcome to my world, mate. Yeah, this yeah. is what it feels like to have a glass half full rather than half empty. It feels quarter full. <laughs> Let's say that my glass feels it's quarter still full. full. It's still, it's still full. Um, so okay, almost a Sunday um, where where everyone is right behind this team. Um, and I do want to just say one last thing, actually, before we sign off. I think the fans this season have been absolutely second to none. Mental, mate. Love it. They obviously missed out on a lot, you know, with the championship promotion season last and last season. year, and it was mm-hmm. really, really tough. But they've, they've come back in this season and not been treated to the greatest experiences, <laughs> both <laughs> both at Ellen Road or away. I mean, I think we've won four games at home this season. And yet they've been there in full voice every single game. There was opportunities where it could have got I personally think very toxic. Mm-hmm. And yet this fan base, the, the crowd has not turned on these players. They've been supporting them right right to the very, very end. I mean, the 92nd minute in our penultimate game of the season, our last home game of the season, and they're still right behind them. And those five, six goals that we've scored in the injury time, whatever it is, that is largely down to that unwavering support. And they talk about the 12th man, the old cliche, but bloody hell, they should, yeah. you know, the Ellen Road faithful need to pat themselves on the back. If we if we stay up, or, or regardless, but if we do, they need to hold a huge responsibility for that, I think. A hundred percent. Look, the, the amount of shows, uh, games that I've covered on shows, working with pundits that represent different football clubs, fans that I've bumped into on the, on the streets, etc., all over the country have come up to me and said, the Leeds United fans, your fans are unbelievable, whether it's at Ellen Road or whether it's on the road. We take tens of thousands on the road. Even those the fans that can't get into the stadiums, they're still there in and around it, in and amongst it, in the local pubs or wherever they may be watching the games. And the support, the level of support and the vocal ability, the, the sound, the volume, it, it's magical. And as a fan now as well, you don't realise exactly what it means to the players. But while I was on the, on the pitch and I was playing and I heard it, 
there's nothing like that kind of support. So for this final game of the season, do everything you can do to turn this into a home game. Make yep. those Brentford fans nervous. Make them worried. Make those Brentford players brick themselves. Let's let's make it seem like it's our ground. Own One it. last push. One last push, guys. And uh, it. give it all you got. Well, what's left to say? On that note... Uh, yeah, that's all from <laughs> us this week. One way or the other, it's going to be it's going to be massive. We'll be back next week to reflect on the Great Escape. To Lulu, peace.